This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club um, all right, oh, friends, we're not here. embarrassing. I'm sorry. We're here. We're going to try Guys, to keep can we it. we avoid crosstalk, please? <laughs> yes. Let's keep the crosstalk out of it. I want to keep get this. these sex chats off my window. Rated G. Mm. I think, can okay. we agree on that? No. I don't want this to get hot or ho- horny in any Should way. Should I change my name on Squadcast? <laughs> From King of All Sex, Tanner Greenring? Yeah. I like that Jack's name is just his email in case we need to get in touch. <laughs> yeah. That's even sexier, some might think. Can I hide my own face? I'm just going to stare at myself. It's bad. I want to keep this rated G, um, nope. if possible. Um, so no sex talk, because this was... Uh, we've, we have all read a, a hot and horny novel, and I should introduce our guest, uh, Jamie Greenwood. Do, are you, do is, you guys not do introduce I'm, the show anymore? I would like we to introduce, introduce you first, and then the show. Oh. That's my level of priority. We're right. going to introduce you. We're going to give you yeah. give give uh, you Baby some Nation space. Your boner fee days. <laughs> okay. All right. How I'll long ago that. did you think up that one? <laughs> Just now, baby. <laughs> Jamie Greenring is the professor emeritus of romance and uh, uh, ro- romanticity in uh, the Greenring household. You fuck books? And no, they're called fucking books. I'm doing the intro and. Yeah. Mm. Also, um, sometimes writes actually about romance in a Fuck professional it. capacity, and that has happened as well. So has done. We've really yeah, you're, got... You're the former yeah. romance literary reviewer of the New York Times. but The great lady. Like, it is like the office of the president in that that's a title that stays with you forever. You are yes. the... And romance you, you can't be, this is actually, there's some constitutional disagreement on this, but you can't be sent to jail for sex crimes while you're the romance reviewer. Yeah. And I'm always Times. the romance reviewer. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the podcast is called The Babysitter's Club Club. It, it's me, that's Jack is my name. It's called The Babysitter's Club Club Presents. Presents. And your name? Um, Tanner. And what we do is talk Green about ring. iconic instances of babysitting. Can you introduce our guest? Ask her her name? I he just did. did. Okay. What's your name? Uh, you're trying to set me up, aren't you? What do you mean? So I have two names. What's your name, professional? Yeah, uh, I'm looking well, at this. As a, as a professional romance reviewer, my name is Jamie Green. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Never heard of her. So Jamie Green, can you weigh in on the scene in Die Hard where... Um, uh, John McClane uh, runs into Holly McClane in Nakatomi Plaza, and she says, I missed you, John. And he says, I guess you didn't miss the name. Yeah. What? Because she changed, because she kept her maiden that. name. She, she went back to name. her maiden name. Yeah. You weigh oh. in on that? Can you weigh in on that? Well, yeah. I just, <laughs> I started my writing career before Tanner and I got married. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a weird choice on your part. <laughs> but, uh,. You know, strike against the I will say, it does lead to a lot of issues. I was looking for a job last summer, and someone who I was interviewing with asked, why can't I find any record of you prior to 2015? 
And I was like, oh, it's because I had a different last name back then. We read a novel this week, and it's a babysitting novel. It's a classic babysitting novel. It was uh, recommended to us by Jamie in her capacity as uh, Professor Emeritus of Romance in the Green Ring household. And, uh, for now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do have to say, I did get the idea from someone in Baby Nation. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think that she specifically said they should do an episode on it, but she mentioned the book. Okay. Maybe in the context of some things that we will discuss. Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, I should make the guys do an episode on it. And then I did. And, and now I said, here we are. I should be on it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the novel is called The Governess Game. Yes. Yes, by Tessa Dare. Um, it kind of ruled. Yes. Kind of rules, huh? <laughs> yeah. I've been texting yes. you, Jack. I've been texting you all week. You're yeah. a quick reader. Ish. It took you're me five hours who, to read this one. <laughs> you're someone who reads quickly and and waits till the last second to read something. I'm yeah. a slow reader, mm-hmm. and in fact, didn't even read this at all. Listen to it. <laughs> so That's cheating. I started last weekend and absolutely love this silly little novel, and have been texting you for four days straight, being like, "Have you started the book yet?" Yeah. And every day you've been like, "Not yet," but I'm very excited to do so. <laughs> and I'm really thrilled to hear that you uh, had fun with it. What a romping good time this book is. It's a romping yeah. good time. It's, it's so got fun. so much it's got so much fun stuff happening. There's babysitting, there's doll funerals, there's yes. hand jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll try uh, to keep it uh right at G. So um No, I, I mean don't when th- they when they hold hands at the doll yes. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's the also hand. like the gr- the graphic sex scenes. What do you mean by that? <sighs> um do you want me to find it in my notes? The Wh- sex scenes? Yeah. I didn't read any. I don't think I remember. Yeah, I didn't see any sex scenes. We should describe the novel, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Jamie should describe the novel, don't you think, Uh, Tammy? She she just asked earlier tonight. She was like, Am I going to be expected to describe the novel? I said, I don't think so. I think it's Jack's turn. (laughs) I think it's Jamie's turn. I think it's Jack's turn. Should I just just read the review I wrote of this novel for the New York Times? Oh, you wrote a review? Yeah, I did. Are you allowed to do that? That is both cheating and a big flex. Yeah, yeah. I would love to hear the the New York really? Times review yeah, the of official, this novel. What is the gray okay. lady's position on this this sex yeah. romp? <laughs> Let me I find would it. love to hear what the gray lady's position on hand jobs is. <laughs> I've always I, wondered. I once had an amazing um, Twitter <laughs> Twitter back and forth with my editor at the Times about whether or not I was allowed to say finger blasting. <laughs> yeah. I was there's not. A, there's a Twitter bot that's like New York Times first, like first appearance. Which of I words. never. If you I could never have got, got finger it. blasting into that, it, that uh, would be legendary. I would have yeah. been so proud. I never triggered that bot, and I was so sad. It'll turn out it was David Brooks, like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner, that's a New York Times joke. Don't worry about uh, it. <laughs> so Jamie, please yeah. All right. regale us. <laughs> so this is from uh, September 20th, 2018. Okay. Never forget. <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing. I hope I like this. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. hear it. Can I actually... So I'm, I'm looking at the review. This was the first review in the column. Can I read the little intro paragraph too? Because I think it sets up... The, read the whole damn column. It's your I'm not show, read the Jamie. Whole column, but I yeah, think show, especially baby. we're just passengers. Especially yeah. since you guys are new to the romance novel genre, I feel like it sets up 
the bigger scene. There's so much well. sex in it. So much sex. I know. And it, it'll just like, it'll come out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. They'll be like making pancakes and then they're finger they'll blasting at, each other. It's like they'll be at the, everywhere. the Royal Observatory in Greenwich and all of a sudden it's like, and then he finger blasts. What about in the Tower of no, London? There's a part in this movie where they finger blast each other in the Tower of London and I had to go back and be like, wait, are they still in the Tower of London? Like on a fucking <laughs> tour? I was like, yeah, no, I didn't miss that. They're just finger blasting each other in the fucking Tower of London. The tour guide is yeah. like right in front of them. Yeah. Wow. You know, those tour guides are like all ex-military. <laughs> okay, well, they're used to it. Okay, let me let me read my review. <laughs> you ready? Yes. I don't know what that meant. I'm not making a comment about the military. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I what it's like. I was confused about it. <laughs> All right. It okay. like it made sense to me in a weird yeah. way. <laughs> I just meant that like you know if you're military you're like you're like buttoned you're up. Used to you're not blasting. gonna like you're used yeah. to like a crisis. And so if someone's suddenly finger blasting like that's not as bad as like a fucking bomb going off. IED going off. Yeah. And so so you're like there you're, was another you, like, kind of cool. explosion. <laughs> okay. There we go. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. I'll put some classical music on because it's the gray. Lady. She means come. It's classy. Yes, I did mean that. All right. Every romance novel is a kind of fantasy, whether it features an impossibly wealthy duke or a cute guy who knows how to talk about his feelings. It can be escapist or aspirational, extravagantly hyperbolic. That's us, or, Jack. That's us. Or easily plausible, but it's still idealized. Every romance has a happy ending, after all. That's a narrative constraint and a defining characteristic of the genre. It's also a puzzle for an author to solve. Make your main characters too good or too perfect, and obstacles to their happy ending seem far-fetched. Make them too flawed, and maybe they don't deserve a happy ending. Here are five new romances that grapple with their protagonist's shortcomings and virtues, their worthiness of a happy ending, or at least leave their readers doing so after the final page. I think and when you say happy for, ending, what do you mean in you that mean context? I don't jobs? mean no. I don't mean hand jobs. I mean that they live happily ever after, or like with no. You know that's jobs. a term of art in the massage community, Jamie. Where <laughs> you will get a, a, a gentleman will get a massage, and then the happy ending is like, then the the masseuse will massage their uh, ding dong. Yeah, I was yeah. using terms of art from the romance genre, okay. which are happily ever after or happily for you now. Should so I, it feels loaded. It yeah. felt deliberate. It felt loaded. Yeah. Okay, we'll let you go. Can I read read the... Mm -hmm. Please, please, please. Tessa Dare's The Governess Game hinges on a classic obstacle to a happy ending. The hero who thinks himself unworthy... Should I just start over? Because you were were talking during my thing. Yeah, I would. Welcome to my life, Jamie. Welcome to my fucking (laughs) life. I wish I could mute you guys like it was a song (laughs) on the Patreon. All right. Hinges on a classic obstacle to a happy ending in the narrative sense, not the (laughs) sense. (laughs) The hero who thinks himself unworthy of love. Like many romance heroes, Chase Reno, the future Duke of Belvoir, has cultivated the trauma of a youthful mistake into a grand unified theory of self-loathing. He has sworn off marriage and he's desperate to protect his two young wards, orphaned sisters, from his spiritual corruption. If only the girls would stop driving off their governesses. 
Enter Miss Alex Mountbatten, clock setter and amateur astronomer who through a series of miscommunications is offered and accepts the job. Dare deftly navigates the entanglement between employer and employee. Besides, the real power in the household belongs not to Chase, but to his obstinate wards, and he and Alex quickly become partners in their care. While the logic of Chase's reluctance to love falls apart on close inspection, it gives Alex cause to take the lead. She is sharp and smart and funny. The whole book is, actually. Quote, when he spoke, his voice was so perilously deep it needed a fence and a warning signpost. End quote. <laughs> I like that one. Um, and the younger of Chase's words has an exquisitely droll fixation on convening funerals for her doll, a gambit with surprising emotional payoff. But the child care and comet hunting never detract from the love story, instead giving it a vivid world in which to flourish. Alex and Chase are playful, intense, and stubborn. Their flaws make them a magical match. Not perfect, but perfect for each other. Beautiful. That's good. And that's trademark New York Times 2018. 18? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have no all rights reserved. We have yeah. no claim we'll, on that we'll content p- whatsoever. We'll pay Dean Becquet royalties for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jack, uh, can, I want to introduce a segment. Okay, let's do that now. That sounds great. Based on something Jamie said in her recap of mm-hmm. the film, which is radio novel, which mm-hmm. is... Uh, you're British. Yes. It's called United Kingdom check. <laughs> you didn't think this through before you <laughs> announced it. That doesn't sound well planned. The United Kingdom check. Okay. It's like Canada check. Yeah. UK check. UK check. Yeah. U- United. What about them? You no. Okay. You that's good. Yeah. You okay, England? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You you letter yeah. you okay okay. What yeah. about you okay UK? <laughs> you okay UK? Yeah okay. yeah yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, uh Belvoir. Okay. <laughs> How do we say that word that Jamie was not prepared to say out loud? Belvoir. And is it a thing? Belvoir. Belvoir. Is that a place in England? Uh, I don't know. He's like the all Duke the, of something. Yeah, all the, all the dukedoms, and they're just all made up. There's probably not a real Duke of Belvoir. Yeah. I would it's say Belvoir or Belvoir. Belvoir. Well, Belvoir. Well, that's, but that's the thing with all the Frenchy sounding words in England is you say them extra not Frenchy. Right. So like one of the titles that comes up a lot in romance is, it's so hard to say with an American accent, Marquess. Yes. Which looks like it's pronounced Marques. No, exactly. It's Marques because they just like lean real against it. My wonderful dear grandmother, God rest her soul, insisted on saying savory flan instead of quiche. Because <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to say a French word. Yeah. She didn't want to give them the fucking satisfaction. It's like freedom, it's like freedom fries. <laughs> freedom fries, yeah. So Belvoir. Yeah. The Duke of Rutland is a title in the peerage of England named for Rutland, a county in the East Midlands of England. Yeah. Earldoms named after Rutland have been created three times. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. The seat of the Duke of Rutland is Belvoir Castle. Okay, okay. there you go. So but it's different, so, but that's fine. Yeah. It's not it the It is a real thing. Light, like. Leicestershire, England. Perfect. You fucking yes. weirdly nailed it in one. Um, <laughs> let's meet this cast here. We have got a thirsty governess who's afraid to swim. 
Yeah. She is thirsty. <laughs> she's th- so because thirsty. Because of past trauma. She's thirsty. she's thirsty for water and she's thirsty for man L- literally. flesh. She wasn't lost at sea. She was in the this is she wakes up Meets after on the menu, boys. That's what the orcs that's what the orcs say. That's what the orcs say. Thank you so much for clarifying right. that. She Beats wakes up after a boys. nightmare. <laughs> she wasn't lost at sea. She was in the Reno residence, and she was a governess, an underqualified, ill-prepared, and thus far unsuccessful governess, but a governess nonetheless. When she swallowed, her tongue rasped against the roof of her mouth. She was also a thirsty governess. Jack, that's not the sexy part. Powerful. Why are you reading it like it's the sexy part? Because she's a thirsty governess. It's so on the nose. She's so thirsty throughout this entire movie. She like can't fucking stop being thirsty throughout this film. Thirsty is um, a term of It's what the teens say. Maybe not in the New York Times. Yeah. It means that you're horny. It's not it's not what Maureen Dowd says. Tana, that's another um, New York Times joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're here to bridge the gap, (laughs) Jack, between me and my wife. Um, but she also, like, she was raised on a ship. <laughs> oh, did we say that at the top of the app? I don't know. What? It doesn't define you, Jamie, by any means, but you, you and I are married. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. We should disclose that. I realize that's that. confusing because... And have been for some time. And only one of my last names, only one of my last names is the same as yours. Right, the one you use less often. Well, I guess you didn't miss the name, huh? Yeah. Mm, okay. The one you don't use professionally. Right. Yeah. So we've got Remember, the Thursday when we governess. got married, we talked about that, and you said it was going to be fine. I don't want to be part of this. Did I? And she, she's afraid to swim. And then we've got the bookshop rake. Yes. Yes. So handsome. He's got ruffled brown hair, fashionable attire, cologne that smells like bottled sin, and a smile no doubt honed from boyhood as a means to make women forgive him anything. And his thing is, and this is so sad and so tragic and so sad. He, um, because he did a bad babysitting job in uh, a few years ago, he can only give women oral pleasure. <laughs> right, or hand pleasure. That's how, that's how that works. It's, it's punishment. Really so sad, but he can't do it all the way. Right, and he, and he won't do it all the way because he doesn't want to have, he doesn't sign any bastards, is what he says. Yeah. Um, can I read and the passage? because of a, some trauma. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, little bit sexy. Passage. So we can bleep it if we need to. She didn't understand. His name is Chase. Chase didn't doubt his capacity to love. Rosamond and Daisy, these are the kids, had captured his heart within hours of entering his life. The problem was he couldn't imagine ever ceasing to despise himself. And that was his downfall again and again. Self-loathing was what drove him to the distraction of a woman's embrace. Not boredom, not lust. Concentrating on a woman's pleasure was the only way he could forget his shame. It it feels very. I don't. I, this is the first romance novel I've ever read in my life. I loved it, but it feels very romance novel that <laughs> Chase Lord Chase Renards, yeah. Renault Renauds. Yeah, sure. Sole fascination in this earth is giving <laughs> giving women pleasure. Women yes. pleasure. <laughs> That's the only thing you can do. And it, but it's not. It's not from like like a weird like pervert place. It's from a like place of like Vulnerable shame that he's not place. a good enough man yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it <laughs> but she's but that the, but they're so ill match because she's afraid to swim if you know what i mean uh yeah income well, she, um yeah <laughs> jack i think we have a segment for this yes i think i have to invite Karison. 
Okay. All right. There's already Weirdly. a lot of us. Is she? Where is she in your home? Karis, can you come in here and do the song about Hodges? Perfect. Yeah. Let's talk about Hodges. Oh, there. Hey, yeah. Karis. It's good to see you. Karis, thank yep. you. Hey, Karis. Please do the song. If, don't wake up the baby. Don't wake up the babies. Either of them. If heaven and hell decide to converge on Stony Brook, and you don't depict the scene from the page of the book, if there's no one in beside you when your soul invokes, I will swallow you into the dark. So, <clears throat> thank you, Garris. I don't know who did the cover art for this book. But I'm going to put the blame squarely on Hodges. I think it was Hodges. I wrote. The, I have a Hodges section too, so yeah, it must be. Hodges. I, I want to talk about the cover of this yeah. radio novel. Mm-hmm. It features um, a hunk. There's a honky man, honky man, sexy babe. Yeah, it says Tessa Dare, which is the author's name at the top mm-hmm. of the the cover. And then it says the governess game, which is the name of the book, and then girl meets Duke, which is kind of the subheading. Mm-hmm. I've got two quotes here. Uh, USA Today best-selling author. Yep. And then prepare to fall in love. Someone Julia called Quinn Julia says. Quinn says prepare to fall in love, hmm. which is a little bit yeah. threatening. And I don't know who that is. And then we've got is. these two people who are clearly from the year 2020. Mm-hmm. A man with a 2020 haircut. Yep. And a lady with a 2020 haircut. And I don't know who these people are, but it's certainly not who I pictured No, uh, as... Um, Chase Renaud and uh, Tessa Dare, Alex, 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 Alex. M- Mountain Bottom. They're trying to rub noses, and they're trying to rub noses. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Jamie, you can tell us if this is par for the course on romance novels, but this is not who I pictured as I was reading this book. And I'll tell you who I pictured as I was reading this book, and I'm curious to hear what you guys think too. But. Mm-hmm. I pictured Colin Firth, which I imagine I'm going to picture for 99% of the gentlemen <laughs> in any of the romance novels I ever read. Mm-hmm. And I pictured the um, the lady from the bad seasons of Doctor Who where Matt Smith died and then um, the old man took over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Wait, You're who? right for the second one. Oh, no, no. I pictured um, Jupiter Ascending in that 70s show. That's uh, pretty, that's close sure. too. Little little dark hair, big eyes. We've all got the girl right. Clara Oswald, Jenna Coleman. Jenna Coleman yeah. is right. Yeah. Who's the guy in um, the later Alien movies, like Prometheus? Who's a robot? Oh, um, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah that's Fassbender. Who it is. Oh, is he the one who's the robot? I was guessing. I think so. Yeah, it is. No, it's there, Colin there was there was like maybe twenty pages in the middle where I was picturing uh, Greg Davies. And that was disturbing. Okay. Right. You and I have been watching a lot of Greg Davies' Ta- TV Ta- show. Taskmaster. He's very Taskmaster. tall and big. It's like eight And he foot. can be mean. I know, okay. but so are romance heroes. They're always like eight feet tall. They do one say romance. that she, she keeps like ending up like fucking like Frenching with his belly button by accident because she's like <laughs> yeah. half his size. There's another size, romance yeah. novel I really love where the heroes are very often like they feel out of place or they're sad or they hate themselves for some reason. And this guy, he's Scottish. And the reason he like doesn't fit into society is because he's too big and muscular. Like he can't find pants that fit his muscular thighs. And like that's right, his, right. his great that, shame. That's, and that feels familiar to me. That, that sounds, sounds great right. shame too. Yeah. It's you and Greg um, Davies. 
Chase Renat is yep. described as having a um a thick hog, big hog. Yeah, I had a question yeah, about that. Are you that. sad that that's not I have a question on the cover? about that. Yeah. Yeah. They don't go into his hog at all on this cover. No, they don't, but they talk about it in the in the novel. Yeah. She managed to snag a fiber of rope with her fingernail. They get tied together by the children, which is fucking weird. I think I'm making progress. Thank God he breathed. I'm not certain I can loosen it without a bit more slack. Is there any way you can press just a bit closer? A few moments, no more. All I need is a half inch. He made a strangled noise. If you must, but do it quickly. Otherwise, we're going to move a good seven inches in the wrong direction. What? Yeah. Never mind. And my question is, where do you get those extra three inches? <laughs> Prolapsed anus. <laughs> okay, that's weird. That's, what you said. I assume. Why was that? <laughs> Why is that where you went? Well, I don't know where else it would come from. The the ropes are wrapped around their like midsection. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think? Okay, so it's put it's pushing out backwards. Maybe he just the has anus? a big butt. Okay. I think he's got a thick butt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They don't ever describe his butt. They just describe his big dong. Yeah. It's got a real wanger. He's got a real wanger, doesn't he? He's got a big wanger. Yeah. Can I t- speak uh, to Jimmy, something? Jimmy, do they always have big wangers? Yeah. He's got a huge yeah. fucking wanger. Can I speak to something about what you said about the cover, Tanner? Please. I want to blow both of they your minds They also do not here. feature his prolapsed anus in any way on the cover. <laughs> I was hoping we wouldn't say that again. Yeah. Um, okay. Listen to this. Listen to this. So you said that they look like they're from the fucking 2020 on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't seem to be in the novel because it seems like it's like they're like Old Dukes timing. and Marquesses and shit. And like they take the wherry down the tam- Thames and like it's not it's like when the early 1900s or something probably. They, it's a, they literally seems say like at it, one point that it's like 18. Okay. 17 something. or something. It's something. But listen to this. Listen to this passage. Barrow, that's his fucking friend, who's irrelevant. Brother. Friend who turns out to be his brother. Irrelevant. Who cares about that B-plot? It's meaningless. Barrow complied. He's nice. I like him. Mind, I am only doing this because it's five o'clock, and I value being on time for dinner more than I value my pride. No, no, not like that. On your side, facing me. Prop yourself on one elbow and rest your head on your hand. Are you going to draw me like one of your French girls? And keep your boots off the mattress. It's new. Finest quality a shameless rake can buy. Don't worry about the context for that. Worry about the line that is from the Titanic that obviously both of these men have seen the 1998 film. film. The Titanic. Yeah, right. well, I can I can explain that because okay. paranormal romance is is a really big genre, so it's time travel. It's They're time, time travelers. Travel. That yeah. was okay. my theory. Yes. Yeah. It's it's like steampunk. It's like a steampunk nineties. It is steampunk, and it's steampunk nineties, yeah. which is uh, a trademark us, Tanner. Steampunk nineties <laughs> is so good. I think it it already has a name. It's called Vaporwave. Okay. Um, they maybe they just were on the Titanic. When did the Titanic do its thing? 19- like a hundred years after this is set. Yeah. Oh, so in the scenario that the Titanic movie is a, a entirely accurate historical recreation yeah they would have heard leonardo, leonardo DiCaprio. crap 
DiCrapio. DiCrapio. Hell yeah. That's my burn of the week. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Say, Fuck draw you, me like Leo. one of your French girls, and that's where they got it from. Huh. That's an yeah. interesting uh, other theory. They were in that cargo hold or whatever. Yeah. While we're talking about the book, they referred. So I listened to the book. Okay. That must I'm have not been a strong. I'm not I know, a strong that sounds reader. Very uncomfortable. There's a lot of doing it and finger blasting in this one. Oh, I was horny as hell. <laughs> it's, it's so horny. It was like a polite British lady reading it to me, like, <laughs> and then and then he finger blasted her, <laughs> and then she did a hand job on him. And I don't really know what the written word was, mm-hmm. but the way I heard it was Nicholas. Michaelmas. They kept talking Michaelmas. about a, a fictional holiday called Nicholmas. It's Michaelmas. <laughs> and I don't know what Nicholmas is. Michaelmas. Is this like Christmas for nickels? Michaelmas. 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 Jack, what is it? I don't know. Nicholmas. And that's you okay. okay? And it's, it, you okay? It's like a, you okay, hey, UK? You okay, UK? <laughs> what is Nicholmas, Jack? It's Michaelmas. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's like Pentecost. In this case, it just meant it was going to be at the end of the summer, right? I'm going to look it up. Yeah. You guys have to write a song. I just Googled. All right. Oh, uh, Jamie it's... Googles. Jamie Googles. Okay. Uh, on, hang on. Sing me. Okay, Sing me. Hang on. Jamie Googles. Jamie Googles. Jamie. Jamie got a Google. We both Fox. got there. Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that yes, Janet. Serendipity. Michaelmas. <laughs> Also known as the Feast of Saints Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, the Feast of the Archangels, or the Feast of Saint Michael yeah. and all angels, is a Christian festival observed. What do in angels some... eat? I don't know. Uh, it's just a. Does it say? Why would it say that? Well, because it's about the You're... Feast of the Angels. What do angels eat? You're feasting in their honor. Huh? <laughs> Why am I explaining this to you? I'm the Jewish one. Um, it's just it's just like a, a Christian feast holiday. Yeah, it just it, it's in just my like Pentecost. Like I Google said, said it was Jack, September 29th. Bread. That's it. Yeah. Mm. There no angels are like my child. They eat fucking vegetarian chick patties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and PBJs exclusively. <laughs> angels are like our child. They eat half a banana and then say all done trucks <laughs> tow, tow truck, truck. Tow, tow truck, truck. <laughs> all done great because oh, he just wants God. to go play with trucks Ugh. it's a new it's a new thing we're struggling with we love it he's he's eaten he's eaten nothing but bananas for two days straight because he just wants to go play with trucks what a monster tow truck tow truck this book has babies that's why we're talking about it there's, there's two, a lot of babysitting. There's babies. ba- oh there's two babies yeah it's not all horny hand jobs and finger blasting there are two babies. Yeah. Daisy and Rosamund, or Sam, as she likes to be called. Yes. They're pirate babies. They yeah. are both pirates and they're both babies. And one of them likes to They're kill orphans who are like entailed dolls. on the estate. Like they're somehow not <laughs> related to anyone. But the, the man has to look after them, but he doesn't want to because he was a bad babysitter for his uh, nephew. Cousin? Or cousin. Yeah. Who was who like was, 20 was and he took him out drinking to and he like got into a duel. And, and that's bad babysitting. And he's that was really bad babysitting. He was so, he did such bad babysitting that he can only do cunnilingus now. Yeah, God, and that's true from there. the book. And I just said it from the book. That's from the book. Look, I up remember the uh, fucking New York Times review of it. I remember watching Iron Man three when yeah. it came out, and it was all about like Iron Man's trauma from the the events of like the attack on New York. 
and how yeah. he could only do cunnilingus. And all, all he could do was cunnilingus. <laughs> That's yeah. in the special features, yeah. Yeah. They're two babies. So powerful. Yeah. Daisy and Rosamond. Yeah. They're, they're fun. They're They've fun. got very cool. Karen Brewer energy. I'll, t- I'll say this. The lady who yeah. does the voices in the the radio, audio radio novel. Yeah. Um, did Rosamond's voice with like a little bit of like, you could clearly tell that she was plugging her nose. Oh, that's cute. She was like. And then how'd she do Daisy? Um, just like normal little girl voice. That's cute. Hello, I'm Daisy. The kids are f- tons of fun. They, they're they're very cool. Karen Brewer from the uh, TV video novel. One's yeah, a rat. especially Daisy. She's Rosamond's a rat. Rosamond's Daisy's a, a little rat. goth. Yeah, Rosamond's a goth. And let's just no, talk Daisy's about it. Let's say it. They are the it. whole plot of the babies is that they're trying to fucking kill their dolls, aren't they? they? Kill and dolls. they eventually drown the dolls, and that's from babysitting, isn't it? And that's what happens in babysitting. And it's doll theory, and we predicted it all along. It's doll theory, and we've. This is why I brought you this it. novel. Yeah, that's all that they do. They have a doll called Millicent, and they because they were abandoned and traumatized. Like every day, they try to kill the doll in a different way. We're like now. Millicent has dysentery, and it's just funerals. And it's they do a f- doll funerals funeral over and over until and eventually, old, because the um, the yeah. uh, lady is scared of water, they um, they end up kicking the doll into the Thames, and they do drown it. Alex, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Chase Renald jumps in after her and saves her. So it's actually not a a redemption arc. It's well, it is a redemption arc. The For dolls the don't dolls. get drowned. They almost get drowned. The, doll, yeah. the dolls are rescued from being drowned. But that's a common theme in babysitting novels, and that's all, that's. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Is that yeah. it's doll drowning is 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 abs. It's one of the tropes. It's one of the archetypes. I'm sure you've written about it in one of your uh, many articles, Jamie. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think we should take a quick break. Okay. All right. I do need to use the facilities, so that's and Hercules nobody is begging to, to get out of the office. Okay. Well, the dog. Well, re- re- reconvene. And Jack, in, in, you in the, your excuse. I ha- I don't need to air it. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. That so, sounds. Do suspicious. I? This, this episode has been a little too horny for Jack. He needs, <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> he needs a break. He's go take care of something. Yeah. <laughs> do I keep record? Keep the recorder running while no, we do hit this? Pause. Pause. Are we going to have to count again? Yeah, yeah. we always Ugh. do. All right. What a nightmare. Okay. All right, we're back. Um, let's, um, so there's, okay, how are we going to do this? Because there's a big part, most of the book is finger blasting. We should say that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there is some governessing. There's some seafaring. Mm-hmm. Governessing is British for uh, babysitting, te- like a teacher. For babysitting. But it's also like a teacher. Yes. You do teaching. You do teaching. Yeah. Um, but there's an awful lot of, finger blasting yeah i actually discovered when i so as as we mentioned i previously read this to review it for the new york times and i discovered Mm -hmm. in my copy of the book that i had one passage highlighted from that review when i read Mm -hmm. it for that review um and can i can i read that to you i'd love that yeah keep it uh, g-rated please g-rated it is okay Male member, are we discussing a Masonic society or are you referring to your penis? Okay, there's a, I, I take issue with a lot of the things you said in that passage. Yeah. I, I guess we'll start with member. Yeah. Uh, it has a lot of meanings, has a lot of definitions. 
Yeah, one of, of the many definitions is as being penal. Fan fouls. Yeah, that's yep. that's what she clarifies. So so Chase before this line has said, um, oh, he's actually explaining why he only does cunnilingus. So. Alex says, how can you be certain you have no offspring? Because I am excessively careful not to create any. No sponge or French letter is that effective, which is why I don't rely on them. I simply don't put myself in that position. What position? Any position that requires insertion of my, he waved vaguely toward his loins, male member. No. No. And she says, you mean your penis. I want to introduce a segment now. And I don't really have a name for it because this is the first romance novel we've ever read. And, and yeah. Hopefully not the last. But I think that these romance authors mm-hmm. can get a little um, horny. Yeah, it's a little too horny. They can get pretty horny. And we, Jack, and, and Jamie, I don't know if this is true of you, too. I suspect mm-hmm. not because you were the former... Well, you're the romance reviewer of the New York Times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Jack and I are two... Prudes. Prudish gentlemen. Yeah. Well, we can't be horny all the time. We have a lot of work to yeah, do. Yeah, we have lives to live. Can yeah. you imagine? Our horniness manifests in a way that would make getting around yeah. difficult. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, Jack is British. Yeah. Yeah. Just can't. So, I... I I want to do what we can. I want to share with our readers some of this stuff. I and I, but I want to do it in a way that's that's. It's not going to earn us that hard R, you know. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really have a name for this segment. I guess we could probably. I like the the word prude. Maybe it's like two prude dudes. <laughs> two prude dudes is pretty good. Two prude dudes. Two prude dudes. And what we do is we take maybe the raunchier segments of this radio novel okay. and we sanitize them for public consumption. So the listeners can share it. So the listeners can share it with someone they love. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Who's, okay. who's maybe not so horny. I wrote a bunch of them down. The the, um, the, the raunchy parts. The raunchy parts. Yeah. What about the one in the library? The library one? Yeah. That's mm. wait. Which one in in the home library? I have in them categorized library. by what they do. do Cunnilingus. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Where he, he sticks his head whoa, under whoa, her whoa. skirt. See, now that's going went too way too far. That's technical. Whoa. We're gonna have to come up with a PG phrase for that, and I'm gonna okay, say. So you. Um, let's see the library one. You know, Jack used to use a phrase. There was a there was a um. Oh, I've got a the thing library. That was very popular yep. on the internet some day some years ago now, which was. Uh, I guess I guess at the time it was referred to as ass eating, but okay, that's what Jack so called unfortunate. It, some of the things that you've said today, Jack called it bottom cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten about that. <laughs> I think professionally in an email one time you were like, <laughs> it was a it was thing. like ass eating like a trend, trend and you were like, yeah. I guess we should do more content about bottom cuisine. <laughs> Um, all right, I've got this library passage. They go into the library, and some books fall on her, and then they finger blast. She almost um, dies, and they do finger she blasting. She almost dies, and he's like, let's finger blast to to make it better. And It's finger blasting with his mouth, though, just to be specific. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm, I'm not an expert at this stuff. Yeah. So, Apparently. Um, he, 
but we'll cue up some nice music and then we'll try to describe this in a way that when I get here's what we'll do, friends, and you can help me. Yeah. I will read the passage. When I get to a place where I feel uncomfortable saying what is happening, if I can feel like fill it in happening. Yeah, if you feel something happening and he's pointing at his dingus, if you I'm feel something happening, and yeah, say, either of you, let's clean that up. We'll clean it up. Okay, yeah. are you ready? Yep. Okay, here goes. This is the scene in the library. The books fall. It, she seems fine. He slid his hand down one of her stocking-clad cow. How do you say it? Cows. Are you having one of your British moments where you don't yeah, remember how American? Because I would it? say cough. Calf. <laughs> what would you Calf. <laughs> <laughs> no. He slid his hand down one of her stocking-clad calves. 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 Like the Cleveland calves. Bent her leg at the knee and hooked it over his shoulder. Wait, hang on. What's He's already here? down on his knees. You have to go back. So he gets on his knees and he gets under her skirt. She, the books drop. I'll just describe it. I don't need the book for it. Then he w- I'll just say my part until we get to it. Mm-hmm. Then he went down onto his knees and he put her petticoats uh, over uh, over his head like he was hiding in them. And he pulled down her underpants. And then now what? Guess what? He slid his hand down one of her stocking clad calves, bent her leg at the knee and hooked it over his shoulder. So he's still under her dress. Mm-hmm. And he's got her leg over his shoulder. It's fine so far. He's hiding. That accomplished. That you're gonna need to 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 weigh in here pretty soon. <laughs> that accomplished. He reached to grasp her by the hips. That seems fine. fine. And tilt her pelvis forward. Great. Nice. Just working on her alignment. Something that might Anatomical. happen. Anatomical. At a Cleveland Cavs game so far. Mm-hmm. There. Now she was open to his view, to his touch. To his kiss. And kissing is fine. Pretty kissing is fine. Not, she was open. That's PG. She was open to him. Characters yeah. kiss in Disney movies. She's open all to all the time. Okay. He nuzzled the slope of her bare thigh. And I think we're going to allow this, but it's mm, getting a little getting dangerous. risky. Reveling in the satiny texture of her skin. Should, am I reading this okay? Yeah. Okay. Can good. you do it sexier? I could, but I think that that might defeat the purpose. That's no, what I, I feel like. I feel like that's the it? thing, though. It's like we want to go as hard we as possible get... on the sexiness, no, no. so no, no. we can you... recognize when it's making us horny. Okay. No, no, yeah. I completely disagree. You want to read this as matter-of-factly as possible to go okay. as far as you can until mm-hmm. the words are so sexy that they overwhelm you. I agree with Jamie. Mm-hmm. That's I agree right. with yeah, Jamie. That's right. Okay, I'm going to get even more matter-of-fact. He nuzzled the slope of her. No, 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 Jack, Jack, that's sexy. Yeah, that wasn't matter. That's sexy. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's got a lot of smokiness to it. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do data. I'm gonna try to do data. Do data. He nuzzled the slope of her bare thigh. That's good. Reveling in the satiny texture of her skin against his cheek. You've just been waiting to bust out your data impression, huh? (laughs) I didn't know I had one. Satiny texture is getting a little tricky, but that's fine. Beginning at her garter. Can we say garter? Garter. What does that mean? Garter snake. I think garter's bad. No, it's just, it's what's holding up her tights. It's functional. Snake? Is it snake? Okay. No. (laughs) Beginning at her garter, he trailed kisses upward in an arrow straight path to her cleft. I'm not going to. What does cleft mean? Let's let's not have this. Edit. Yep. Okay. Edit point right there. This uh, this is my professional editor coming through. I strike that through in Google Docs. I'm in suggest mode. Mm -hmm. I'm going to change cleft to forehead perfect <laughs> he trailed kisses upward in an arrow straight path to her forehead forehead 
That's nice. Her thigh tensed. That's fine. It happens. You get a spasm. You know? You gotta stretch it out. Take a bath. She squirmed in his grasp. Well, no, 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 no. No. Okay. You both just raised a good point. That is unclear. Yeah. Could be misconstrued as sexual. Let's make it clear. Mm Mm-hmm. He did sports massage (laughs) on her thigh to help alleviate a sports injury that she got from doing track and field. Beginning at her garter, he trailed kisses upward in an arrow straight path to her forehead. He did sports massage. Yeah. She squirmed in his grasp. What are you doing? Chase decided demonstration was the most useful answer. He ran his thumb down the seam of... And now this is a very naughty word that begins with S and ends in X. The seam Sussex. of her... What's something that has a seam? A football? Mm, seam of her dress. dress. Yeah, that seems fine. Right. Parting her... With a gentle touch. Great, it's fine. It doesn't say parting Part- her no, what, just what parting it? her. No. Parting her, her is very suggestive. Parting her what? Suggestive. It doesn't say. It's totally euphemistic. <laughs> parting the implication her... is a lot. What is something you well, part? Well, dress. No, he just ran his uh, finger hair, down the parting seat. Her parting, parting her hair. Parting her hair. Parting her hair. Jamie, yeah. let's just be He's safe. He's combing her let's hair. Just and that, and that be fits safe. with the forehead With kissing stuff, the really. forehead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That then, she grasped her by the hips. You skipped a sentence. You did skip a sentence, and it's horny Then he leaned into her heat. Okay, and that's, when you, his, and that's Robert De Niro. When you feel the heat coming the around the movie. corner, you better yeah. be ready yeah. to walk away. Uh, yeah. Sweeping his tongue along the sweet, silky furrow. And of her okay, and then it's not it's his the tongue. It's, stuff. it's his um, handkerchief. Sweeping his tongue is bad. A handkerchief across her sweet, furrow. silky forehead. Brown, yeah, because she's sweating. That This is good. Then yeah. he leaned into her head. Okay, so let's get back. Let's go back a little bit. Chase decided his demonstration was the most useful answer. He ran his thumb down the seam of her dress, parting her hair with a gentle touch. Then he leaned into her head, sweeping his, what do we say? Handkerchief. Handkerchief. Handkerchief along the sweet, silky forehead. Yeah. Or furrow of her brow. Furrow of her brow, yeah. Perfect. Her hips jerked, and she kicked kicked him in the kidney. (laughs) That's in the text, and that's not sexy at all. No, that sounds like it hurts. Yeah. (laughs) Chase. Sorry, I need to get back to data. Chase. Her hands patted around his back and shoulders, meeting atop his head. She gave him a shake. Chase, we can't do this. Not here. Certainly we can. He explored the treasure before him. <laughs> that is fine. It's a nice head. He explored the treasure before him with slow, gentle passes of his tongue, and that's handkerchief, and that's giving handkerchief, her time yeah. to adjust to the sensation. She gasped and bucked. That's... Sounds mm. horny. I would say she coughed Gasped, and coughed. sneezed. <laughs> yeah. Does that sound good, Jamie? Yeah, it's great. She coughed and sneezed. This is so very wrong. With that, he returned to his task. He found the swollen... Okay. This is problematic here because it's a sw- it says a swollen... You know how we're all buds <laughs> yeah. here? Yeah. It's like that, but not that. Swollen buds? Swollen bud. Okay. At the what? apex of it, and it's, what do we say for cleft? Dress. 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 Oh, so it's just like a little piece of embroidery on her dress, like a little rosette. Button. Yeah. He found the swollen button at the apex of her dress, and uh, swollen's <laughs> tough, tough there too, though. Like, yeah. Maybe um, <laughs> maybe it's not a button. Maybe it's a maybe it's a thread or just like a, a shiny a, button. A shiny button. 
like a shiny is nice. Shiny loose, button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. He found the shiny button at the apex of her dress. I gotta say, shiny button is already... Yeah. It, it still feels a little charged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unremarkable. Unremarkable button. Button. Yeah. yeah. He found the unremarkable button at the apex of her dress and fluttered his tongue. He's mm. like a snake. That no, that's a little sexy. sexy. What if he just sneezes again? And sneezed again. again, yeah. Her breath escaped in an erotic sigh. And what can we do with erotic there? Um, perfunctory? Yeah. Her breath escaped in a perfunctory sigh. That's it. <sighs> Surrender to the pleasure. Surrender to me. Oh, this no, next one pleasure's, is dead. Pleasure's tough. That sounds like the Borg. Surrender to the Borg. Surrender Perfect. To the Borg. Surrender to me. <laughs> yep. He slid his hands to her bottom, and we can't have nope, that. No, 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 absolutely not. Slid his hands yep. to first base. Well. <laughs> and first base by kissing, first base, right? we mean strictly in the baseball sense of the term. Okay, yeah. He's now playing baseball. <laughs> he was now playing baseball. He slid his hands to first base, yep. clasping tight onto the bat with both mm-hmm. hands mm-hmm. and drawing it closer for a bunt. Yep. The better to kiss, lick, suck, and nibble. What? Okay, so kiss, lick, suck, lick, and nibble. That's too many of the things. I um, kiss, I'll allow is fine. Pop Because we're not fucking Puritans here. Pop fly, pop RBI. Fly. Yeah. Uh, uh, base hit mm-hmm. and home run. Perfect. But just in the baseball sense of the words. Yes. Because he won't do home runs because he doesn't want to sire bastards. Oh, he does yes. a home run. Oh, believe me, <laughs> he does a home run. Using her reactions as his guide, he learned the ways to make her sigh. That's fine. Fine. Moan. That's not okay. I would say um, cheer. Okay. Where, cheer. Keep him with the baseball theme. Whimper. Um, whistle. Mm-hmm. And dig her fingernails into his scalp. That seems fine. Yeah. That's fine. In yeah. baseball context. In baseball context, that makes total sense. Chase! Come, he silently willed. Come for me. Come home. It's like, <laughs> an, it's like a, the ump. Or the the third page coach. It's like, go, okay, go, go. That's perfect. Home, go. Yeah. And let's just say go, I think. Yeah, go home. Go home. Yeah. Go, said That's the, great. That's He's like third a third base, base coach. coach. Yep. Go home. A few more flickering pulses of his tongue. I don't want this at all. And then it says she went over the edge. Flickering pulses of the tongue could probably be changed to encouraging words of... From the third base coach. The third base coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he uh, rounded the... And he rounded third base. Yep. She came with a series of... I don't even want to say this out loud to you. It says shuddering whimpers. Quimpers? It says shuddering whimpers. Whimp. You're saying whimpers in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were made up a word. Quimpers. No. <laughs> whimpers. Whimpers. Shuddering Jimmy, whimpers. Jimmy, any uh, advice on this one? I'm I'm at a loss. Yeah. I'm. It's <laughs> It's getting me a little hot you're, under the you collar seem, to think about. Yeah. You're um, absolutely so positively too messy. She, yeah. 
She came with a series of shuddering whimpers, bracing herself. And, okay, on now you just said it again, Jamie. Do not say it again. What you did was said it again. Yeah. What? <laughs> Which uh, is what we were trying to avoid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bracing th- herself on his head and shoulders is fine. That's a shampoo. Yeah, that's a shampoo. Okay. So she shampooed his hair with a series of uh, scrubbing fingers. Perfect. Bracing that's herself great. on his head and shoulders. And that's branded and that's Head sponsored. and shoulders, yeah. And, yeah. and okay. the, so the baseball stuff has ended and now they're doing shampoo. Baseball stuff is over. Now they're back to combing each other's hair. Well, they're very sweaty from the game. There's a lot of dirt yes, on the baseball Of course. Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot okay. of sense to me. We've got two more sentences. Yeah, there's a lot of jump cuts in this movie. Yeah, read your novel. He didn't let up until her pleasure eased. Okay. That's fine. She was enjoying baseball. That's celebration. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of of people who are not sports fans, it's common for the third base coach to wash the hair of the guy who did the home run after the game. It's... it's, Yeah. (laughs) It's just polite. It's polite. It's, It's... Tradition. It's. I think it yeah. comes from the Bible. Jesus washing the feet of the yes, the beggars. Do you want me to just finish reading it? Um, he pressed his mouth to her inner thigh, sucking and biting mm-hmm. okay, until well, a bruise rose okay. on her that's, tender flesh. That actually yeah, all seems not, fine. Ac- okay. <laughs> you think the third base coach? Oh, because he's got a bruise. That's tradition. Yeah. You want to <laughs> suck the venom out? <laughs> <laughs> The so the thing about bruises is yeah, I'm not a doctor. No, uh, and we should say that at the top of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I think the thing about bruises is it's that's toxin. Yeah, and you wanna you wanna get rid of that stuff. So as soon as you see a bruise on someone who you feel you feel comfortable doing this with, you do want to suck that out. Maybe yeah. that's why she was whimpering because she had toxins. Whimpering. It's where she got beaten by a ball earlier in the inning. <laughs> yeah. So the third base coach did suck the toxins out of her ball bean bruise. <laughs> and she whimpered. Yeah. That hurts. You ever been beaten by a ball? That hurts like hell. It hurts like hell. Um, that was lovely. And I think um, we were able to share that with our viewers um, in a way that is not too scandalous. Um, can I briefly, before we do our burns of the week. Yeah. Can I briefly read this passage that is Tessa Dare, who I haven't said this enough. She's a very funny and good writer. She reminds me of Henry Fielding. Wow, that's a huge compliment. It's got she's got like Henry Fielding vibes. The jokes per minute is very high. Yeah, JPMs. Yeah, zingy. And it's tons of fun. But she does sometimes when she writes male characters. I'm I'm certain she would be super thrilled to be compared to a um a dude from the eighteenth century. Eighteenth century, yeah. yeah. The, the fucking one of the great, one of the greatest British novelists of all time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when she writes, man, it felt alien to me, and I would <laughs> like to read this passage. Yeah. This is when, for some reason, uh, Chase has a fight with another Duke for no apparent. Ash. Jamie, explain like... this to me. Okay. So this is a thing. This is a romance trope that Jack. Okay. I think you need to learn about. Okay. Lord Ashbury. Yeah. Jamie, take it away. 
Okay, so it's two things. So this book is the second book in a series, and I actually haven't read the first book, but I would guess that Ash... It's called the Duke Nukem series. Yeah, yeah Duke Nukem. Um, that Ash is the hero from the first book in the series because he Wrong. is Duke newly Nukem's married to um, Alex's friend. They have a new baby. And you can see in their relationship and in, in like the little bit that we learn about Ash... Also, his name is Ash, like Ash and Chase, you know. Well, his but, name um, is Lord Ashburn. Right, but he goes by Ash. It's very yeah, romance yeah. hero-y. Um, so he is badly scarred from war. And so I am guessing that The Battle his, of Waterloo. Yeah. Isn't that, it? That his whole thing was that he was scarred and thought that he was a monster and no one could love him. Uh, and then he met and her. And then somebody and, finger blasted him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The same way that okay. Chase thinks that he's a monster and nobody could love him because he did the bad babysitting. Until he got finger blasted. Right. right. So, oh, okay, that's interesting. Because I looked, the next one in the Duke Nukem series. Is it, is it the vegan friend? <laughs> they have a ve- this is the other reason that this clearly takes place in the Titanic era is there's like a friend who makes like faux tuna sandwiches. Yeah, I have a segment to introduce that. It's called. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have played this fucking role, and it's Jack, <laughs> and he could have played. He could have played the role of Penny, the vegan, who does. <laughs> Uh, fake tuna and tuna like fake ham. Fake tuna and fake ham sandwiches because she cares about the animals. <laughs> that is not actually the case in the, the fucking like Regency. Yeah. Anyway, here's how Tessa Dare writes men. Asbury, ta- they're wrestling. Asbury tackled him from behind, wrestling him down to the carpet and clapping a hand over Chase's mouth. Shut up, you blackguard! He snarled quietly. Not another word or a set of shredded ballocks will be the least of your problems. Good lord, could there be anything worse than shredded ballocks? His stones retracted into his abdomen at the very mention. Chase could imagine only one sort of pain that could possibly eclipse that prospect. And then it's a, it's the pain of, I think, pain of losing, love. Um, losing Alex. Miss but that's not, Mountain Bottom. Uh, I don't, that's not a thing. You the, say ballocks? That's what they say. That's what she says. No. She Ball- says ballocks. You're, over, you're overcompensating Ball-locks. your Britishes. No. Sorry, how would you say that in England? I would say bollocks if it had right. an O at the beginning of it, but the way Tessa writes it is with an A. Bollocks. Bollocks. Bollocks, Jack. Bollocks. No, bollocks. Nothing bollocks. What? They're balls. They're balls. Bollocks. When they're bollocks, they're spelled with an O. Look it up. How do you spell ball? As in <laughs> testicle. Don't, don't test me. I know this shit. B-A-L-L. How do you spell ball? Uh, okay, B-A-L-L tell me. is how he B-A-L-L. spells it. What a fucking clown this guy Get is. Get out of here. Get <laughs> um, out of here. I have a segment segment okay and it's called burn of the week <laughs> don't wake the child jamie don't wake did you hear child. that you i heard it in Me. jamie's Screaming. computer i yeah, yeah did i heard miles hear it that's the real uh, question yeah no, he's seeping okay I, I realize it's it's tricky. There's a lot of burns in this book. Tess, we haven't focused on it enough, but Tessa Dare is a very funny writer. She's very funny. She's she's witty. She's got uh, biting humor. Yeah. Um, do you want me to say a burn? I do. I'm 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 challenged because I captured a burn, but it I captured it in the audio book, and I all okay. I wrote was burn. So you have to go back and listen to it. 
I think I have to go back and listen to it. So I'm Does gonna it let, tell okay. you what percentage you're at? I can find it in my... No, e-book. no, it's literally the moment it happens. I just have to like ignore you guys for a second and go listen cool. to it. Cool, cool, cool. So one second. Are we going to hear it? I think so because I don't have headphones down here. I so. do want to hear what the British lady sounds like. One second. I'm trying to choose my burn. They're I got, like I captured two. They're not discreet. Bollocks, Steve, and a woman's tight, wet, cunning. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we just went to all that effort, Tanner, to fucking sanitize this episode for our listeners, and you played that. Stop! 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 This. And that was like stop that was madness. the one part in the book that I felt uncomfortable. That's the stop weirdest this. part. It's so okay. childish. Um, but it's also it? funny that that's what that's the where Tanner just like left it queued up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your burn, Tanner? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a search for governess game. <laughs> Tight, wet, cunny. Please stop saying stop that. Stop saying it. It's so gross. <laughs> I, I all I know is I I made a note here called Burn. Of I the remember week. that scene vividly where she yeah. says those three words, which I will I, not. I need repeat. someone with the with the, the radio novel version. of Jamie's the book. got it. Tanner, Jamie, and I both take extensive notes. Can you read the preceding maybe thirty yeah. seconds to that, Jamie? The preceding thirty seconds to that are the part when that I read where he's talking about male member. Are we discussing a Masonic society? Or are you referring to the penis? The note I captured here is burn. This dude doesn't fuck? Question mark exclamation yeah. point. Yeah, that's what we talked about. You said it's okay, a burn on so, him because he doesn't go. He doesn't go bollocks deep in a woman's is, type. This guy doesn't fuck. He doesn't fuck. It was such a surprise because I was like, okay, I get it. This woman is uh, like, I think, like, I haven't read a lot of romance, but it feels like it's a trope. Alexandra Mountbatten, and it's Mountbatten, hey, and I didn't. I Alexander. Mountbatten, more like Alexandra Round Bottom. <laughs> okay. Am I right? Because he describes her bottom as quite round. He does describe her bottom as round. Yeah. She's shy. She's clumsy. She's Jamie, reserved. you want to weigh in on also... that? On her bottom? Alexandra Round Bottom. No, I have nothing to say. Okay. I got something to say about it. Yep. Can I say it? Yeah. Can I speak on this? Yep. So she's like leaning over looking into a telescope. Mm-hmm. So there it was, presented for his view, the most delightful peach of a backside, more generously rounded than he would have guessed, given her slender figure. At his sides, his hands instinctively cupped, estimating size and plumpness. You know what that reminds me of? What? The French philosopher Merleau-Ponty. Yeah, me too. His, so Merleau-Ponty did for the body what Heidegger did for the mind. What? His phenomenology of the body... Is, is probably sorry. Too what was complex. his name again? Merleau Ponty. Ponty. Is Ponty uh, anti-Semite as well, or <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. But his thing is that like the most evocative part of Merleau Ponty is this idea that like he describes it in terms of like when you're like reaching for a doorknob, like your hand shapes into the shape of the doorknob. Oh, this is Kirk Cameron shit. <laughs> <laughs> And so, so Chase's hand is the shape of a butt. It's not theory of evolution stuff. It's about how our body interacts with the world, and it's right? How like, our why hands does... are shaped like bananas? Yeah, and butts. It's not like b- that. This is what Kirk Cameron says. It's phenomenology of the body. Yeah. Okay. That's what Kirk Cameron argues too. 
On the basis of past experience, I have learned that doorknobs are to be turned, says Merlot Ponty. <laughs> but there, what and Tessa's doing... And bananas are to be gripped and peeled, buddy. Tessa's doing it with a butt. You know who else can do it with a butt? Okay, that's enough. Forget it. Let's say you're Burns. Okay. You were both... I've never Jamie, seen... Jamie, you've got one more burn. So many you. green rings bored to tears in w- one fucking Zoom session. I know. Gosh, and and, how and could that have happened? You have to, sometimes you have to look you Wake up yourself. Miles and see if he wants to hear it. <laughs> he's so bored, he fell, he's asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jamie, you got a burn? Yeah. Um, this is at the first doll funeral. Okay. And um, Daisy has bowed her head. She has led everyone in a recitation of the Lord's Prayer. And then she asks Chase to say a few words. And he says... We all hold hands here. Everyone holds hands. Yeah, we're all virtually holding hands. Dan, do you see how your hand like went into the shape of holding a hand? That's from fucking... The shape of the banana. Merleau-Ponty, Phenomenology of the Fucking Body, or whatever his book is called. Almighty Father... We commit to your keeping the soul of Millicent, ashes to ashes, sawdust to sawdust. She was a doll of few words and yet fewer autonomous movements. Yet she will be remembered for the ever-present, some might say permanently painted, smile on her face. By the grace of our Redeemer, we know she will be resurrected, perhaps as soon as luncheon, unfortunately. And that's a burn on Millicent, because she's a fucking doll. She's a doll (laughs) and she dies every day. She dies every day. Sometimes twice a day. Yeah. Sometimes twice That's a day, interesting. Tessa Dare says, I have one more burn, Jack. Okay, I would love did to Jack, say one of mine. Did Jack read a burn? fucking be yeah. thrilled to be able to say one of mine. Jack read Jack? A burn, but... No, he didn't. No, yeah, he, he did. read... No, he didn't. He read that boring philosophy stuff. Oh, it's I thought that boring. was his burn. It's it was a burn boring. on himself. It's a burn. God, I got so bored, I didn't even I know. follow. Jack, you got a burn? He, he did for the body what Heidegger oh did for the God. mind. Oh, my God. It's interesting. It's phenomenology of the body. Forget yeah, he's it. Kirk Cameron. He's Kirk Cameron of the... It's not Kirk Cameron. It's nothing to do with anything. Listen, this is when they're in the Tower of London. They're about to finger blast each other. But before they do, they're talking about like how people got hanged and murdered in the Tower of London. Which makes um, them even prior- hornier. Fucking it makes everybody hornier. And prior to going to the Tower of London, they kind of had a f- like flirt fight. They do a lot of flirt fighting in this. Yeah. Um, they had a flirt fight over the fact that Alex is trying to governess the kids. And again, babysitting, folks. That's why we're here. Yep. It's not all cunnilingus in this podcast. It's um, often cunnilingus. <laughs> it's not always cunnilingus. <laughs> Um, while babysitting the kids, she figured out that like the best way to teach them was instead of like boring sums and shit, she would like pretend they're on a pirate ship, just like she was when she was a kid. Because she was a pirate. I think that's all the context you need for this burn. Beheading, Daisy said, awed. Right out there in the yard. That's if you were a noble birth. The rest were hung by their necks and their heads went on pikes by the river as a warning. All the blood dripping down. Eyes pecked out by ravens. Hands behind her back, Alex ambled over to stand by her employer. Surely there are less gruesome ways of teaching history, Mr. Raynaud. Surely there are less irritating ways of teaching Raynaud. geography than piracy. Yeah. And thanks for saying you're the repronouncing. Very funny in the burn, of the Jack. Yeah, thank you. Hell of a burn. Yes. I'm sorry I stepped on it, but you did pronounce his name wrong. It's Raynaud. Okay, can I quickly do an innuendo of the week, please, before <laughs> oh, we go? Oh, I would love an innuendo of a week, Jack. Okay, I have a couple. Can I do two? Please, Can we just make two. this a recurring segment, innuendo yeah. of the week? Can I do two innuendos of the week and then we can go? 
In your endo. And I'll explain them if I have to. So he has a place that he calls the um, Cave of Cornality, and it's for sex. And let's just say it. This book's got sex in it. Yeah. And and one of the things I've been trying to avoid it, but it's hard to it's hard to get around. Much like Mister Fucking Reynolds Dingus, <laughs> am I right? Oh, because it's so big. Yeah, yeah. Anything. So they're like renaming it. Hard to get your vagina reason. around. This is when they're doing a flirt fight again, and yeah. he has antlers in it. That's all you need to know for this innuendo of the week. He's got a sex den. Oh, it's a. Sex I guess den. it's. Yeah. Oh. What? It's a segment. Oh. Is it is it Alan Gray? <laughs> okay, let's, we, let's try it together. Jamie, yeah. uh, you Jamie, you go second. I'll go first. Yeah, and then Tanner, you go third. We just got to try to keep this order. I'll be this. in there somehow. Um, just do your best, and okay. we're going to work improv, through Jamie. It's improv. Okay. Okay. okay, it's it's jazz. Hey, what the fuck's in that weird room? Oh, you mean my antlers and stuff, Tanner? Uh, and my Xbox. Uh, we've got a helicopter here if you don't like it. If you're uncomfortable at any time, you can take the helicopter and go. I don't think helicopters have been invented yet. I've got a Murphy <laughs> bed. I invented it. And scene. And now we're going to do sex in my weird room. It's called Alan Gray will see you now. Mr. Gray will see you now. And Chase Rana has a, 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 a Xbox room. He's got a room where he does where he has keeps his Xbox and stuff. Yeah, he keeps his Xbox and stuff, and he calls it the Cave of Carnality, but they try to rename it, and that's what's happening here, and he has antlers in it. Anything's an improvement over the virility fault, Alex smiled. She'd miss this back and forth with him. There's a lot of back and forth with them, honestly. Yeah. She, that means she, the, what they do is they spit in one another's mouths back and forth. <laughs> it's sexy. It's sexy, you guys. It's not. It's not. They just she spit at, in one another's it's mouths not. back and forth. It's sexy. She looked at the fireplace mantle. I don't suppose you might take down the antlers. What do you have against antlers anyway? I just think they could be replaced with something more welcoming. A nice landscape, perhaps. She gave him a teasing look. Or maybe a sampler and needlepoint. The place could use a woman's touch. And then he says, I don't know if I can say this. It's not the only thing. Use a woman's touch. Okay. That is what he says. And he's referring to his beepus. He's referring to his beepus. Yep. Okay, I do have one more. I have one more too, and I you promised me that I could do mine next. Okay, you do yours, and then I'll do mine. But mine's a whole new segment. Okay, well let me do mine, and then we we'll do yours. yours. Too. That's what yours was. I'll be able to see you now. <laughs> mine was one innuendo of the week. No, you go next. Okay, ready? Yeah. Now, now, Chase shifted forward in his chair. Be honest, Miss Mountbatten. I That's am how you hide honest. your boner when you're like 14 in class. Yeah, you shift you put forward it in, in your the chair, waistband. Just... Everybody knows that. Yeah. Mr. Raynaud has not subjected me to any unwanted attentions, nor taken advantage of me in any way. They're like talking to someone who's like, are you fucking the governess? It's his brother. Ash looks, it's, it's Ash. It's the, it's the Duke. Oh, the, a- the Scarlet Ash Duke. looks suspicious, but he didn't belabor the question. Regardless, his sexual escapades are merely the tip of the iceberg. Oh, I haven't even acquainted her with the tip, Chase said. Hell yeah. Fuck not yeah, properly. But- yeah, fuck yeah, and it's because he doesn't fuck. He doesn't fuck. He only does cunnilingus. Okay, what's your segment? Um, quick, 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 quick. Jamie's yeah. got to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always get up with the baby the morning after Tanner records a podcast, yeah, but we didn't account for, for me tonight. also recording a podcast. <laughs> it's a burn. Yeah. 
but it's also another segment. Now I'll, I'll leave you two to figure out what segment it is as I'm okay. reading it. Quick. I don't care if you're gently bred, mm-hmm. roughly bred, bread brethren, or a loaf of brown bread ah, <laughs> with butter. Brethren. You're educated. You understand yeah. propriety, and yeah. you're breathing. And they bread. do. They put bread in this, and they put and dolls it's in bread. It. And, and it's, it's bread. not just the Babysitters Club books that are all bread. It's everything. Everything is all. And bread. it's all the way down. And it's the whole universe, and we're all just bread, and we're all swimming in a universe of bread. Can I read you another passage? This one sentence: His Please. brain buzzed like a, a hive of wasps, and, and that's his, bees. His brain and is bees. bees. Is, and his yeah, brain and is bees. And it's bread and it's bees, and everything is bread and bees. Everything is bread and bees. Jamie, do you care to disagree? Did you put it in your New York Times review? I hope. Yeah, so. fucking oh, yeah. challenge I us. Didn't, I didn't read that <laughs> paragraph, but it said how it's all bread. And bees. Oh, <laughs> you, re- you reviewed the book and you didn't even read the fucking book. Wow. No, I mean, this I is, wrote in my review that it was this all is gamer bees and bread, shit. but I didn't get. This to, is Gamergate shit. You misunderstood what I said. Yeah, this is Gamergate shit. You misunderstood what I said. How is it Gamergate shit? Because it didn't even read the book. Because he didn't understand Reviewed what I said. Reviewed the book. Didn't even read the book. <laughs> what I said was I didn't read the paragraph <laughs> of the review. This is Gamergate shit. This is e- ethics and romance journalism. Right, you guys would. You guys journalism. would be surprised. <laughs> yeah. It probably is a thing. Yeah. Uh, hell of a book. I hell really book. loved reading this romance we novel. This I one. pray and hope that I get the the opportunity to read romance novels again in the near future. Um, maybe, maybe we can formalize it in some way. Jack, thank you for joining me tonight. Jamie, my wife. My wife, thank you for mm. joining me tonight. It was a pleasure to speak with both of you. I'm going to bow out now. Why? We're all going to go. I'm going to ask people to quickly subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Please also join the Baby Nation Facebook group. It's I wrote a whole name generator for what your romance novel is, and we don't have time for it. I'll put it in the Baby Nation. Mine is Sexy group. McFuckerton. Um, so that's a reason to go join the Baby Nation Facebook group. It's on Facebook. Fucking find it. Rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And please do buy our merch at bit.ly slash merch. All that remains is for me to say that this week we read a babysitting novel, as we always do and always have. It was mm-hmm. called The Governess Game. It was by Tessa Dare. Dare. Next week, we forgot to say what we're doing next week. We'll try to put it in the group. Another reason to join the group. Um, yeah, we have I to go forgot to, bed because to say, we mean Jamie wakes decided. up with Miles. We haven't decided. Yeah. Um, and It's going to be uh, The all- Gunslinger. I don't have time to read the... Well, maybe. Maybe it'll be The Gunslinger. That is a babysitting book. Someone pointed out that The Dark Tower is a babysitting book. So maybe we'll read The Gunslinger. That's yeah. good. I like it. That's Gunslinger. The, it's We're gun, not even it's a Gunslinger. We're going to do The Gunslinger. Go, Jake. There are other worlds than these. Yep. And uh, all that remains is for me to say that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greening. I'm Jamie Green. Ring. No. <laughs> well. Live your well. truth, Jamie Green. I guess you didn't miss the last name, Jamie. Please do remember to round off the corners of your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. Do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's, remember the trip man, and take your dream horse through that maze. This is the way. Berries to blood. There is no God, and we are his prophets. I may be a shitty boyfriend, but I'm a damn good boy. Oh, we need one for this one. Park the porpoise. Um, sawdust to sawdust. Does she say that in this? It's what he says to. He says that in um, at a doll funeral. It's very dark. Sawdust to sawdust. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. 
I've hit play. All, all everything is recording again. Okay. Me too. Yeah. One, two, three, four, four. No. Six. Seven. Five. No. Tanner. One. One. Two. Three. three. Tanner. Tanner. Come stop on. It. I want to go to bed. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>